Ever since I was eight years old, I had a dream to become a robot. <laughs> and now, a few decades later, with the Mothership Horror RPG, that dream has become reality. Combined with your lack of emotions, I believe it. Combined yeah. with my lack of concept <laughs> of emotions and social situations, I have been able to play Galen Dynamics Android 201 Raphael in the Mothership Sci-Fi Horror RPG, which is what we will be playing today, gentlemen. Yay. Yay. A bit more energy, Doug. Woo. You've been away for how long? Oh, fuck. And you give me a... Forever. For absolute ever. It's like the turtle. Or <laughs> <laughs> that, that blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> With the chicken or, strips. <laughs> oh. yeah. um, or if you've seen, there's a video of a girl who can make like the train whistle sound, but just from her own yeah. vocal cords. Yeah. And there's videos of people trying to replicate the sound. But they're really shy, and so they they don't know what to do. So they end up just going. Uh. <laughs> you got to commit to it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank Embrace you, it. thank you for that. Let's go into the official thing now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nobody Wake the Bugbear. We're back again for a very special run of episodes. We will be returning to the CTS Merciful Dawn and continuing our run of Rain and Blood by Eric Alsandor. My name is Warden, and I will be your Andrew for you. <laughs> My name is... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're keeping it. I'll keep it. <laughs> My name is Warden, and I will be your Andrew for this evening. And with us once again is John. Hey, well, hang, hang on, hang on. This is an old intro, obviously. John, this morning, texted us all with a little message in the Discord chat. His immune system is pregnant. To announce that his immune system is pregnant with, with a little COVID-19 <laughs> baby. So unfortunately, John and his character, Gordon Good, would not be joining us today. Gordon Good. <laughs> Gordon Good. Gordon Good. I'm right here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was, what was my... I had a... I, I got to play Gordon a bit. So I was getting into character and it was like, what was, what was, the, what was the line? Oh. I've forgotten it. Oh, Andrew. I was going to have it. <sighs> what right, are you doing? <laughs> now that's the definition of a limp dick chicken shit scientist if I've ever saw one. I, was, I can do. Now that's the definition of a limp dick chicken shit immune system if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting COVID. Imagine getting COVID in this day and age. Imagine getting called limp discot. <laughs> <laughs> limp discot. Uh, Josh is sipping his beer. We'll let him finish his tiger beer. Not sponsored by Tiger. <sighs> Josh, we have you here. Hello. You're playing the weary-eyed Ryan Prince. Rian Prince. Rian, thank you very Rian much. Rian He is weary-eyed and he is also COVID-free. Is this a self-insert character? What? <laughs> <laughs> Old Sleepy Eyes, Josh, we call you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my name. Old Sleepy Eyes. And you like mowing people down with a minigun. Yep, that every day. In your personal life as well. And as you heard before, we have, of course, Galen Dynamics Android 201, Raphael, which I will be returning to play. Thank you for the introduction. I will do my best to keep Gordon and Rian alive. Beep, bloop, beep, bloop. Yes, PSD. And you will keep them sane. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Doug? I did. And finally, it is my pleasure to announce that Doug is also with us today. What's up? Hello, Doug. Hi. This will be your second 
game of Mothership. I know. While for us, it'll be our fourth game. I fucking love mm-hmm. Mothership, and I've just not been able to play it. Yeah. What did you think of our Green Tomb and the first bits of Rain and Blood as a listener? Yeah, they were good. Uh, good? I, I, quite, I quite enjoyed them. Um, yeah. Good. That's a glowing review from our team member, Doug. On our you heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. And you should like, comment, and subscribe, shouldn't yeah. they, Doug? Yeah. To our socials. You should, you should all come on down and tell us how good it was. Yes, and how good Doug played in all of the other ones that he wasn't a member of. Yeah, please, it's just a flood of comments that say, Doug was good. Welcome back, <laughs> Doug. Good. Hi. Yes, our socials being at NWTB podcast or NWT Bugbear for our Twitter. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel for a slick video versions of the podcast. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. So you've listened to the first episode, right, Doug? Yes. Good. And I've described to you the general gist of the rest of the episodes. Yes. And the ending, specifically. I feel like depending on his entrance, he may have, in fact, needed to avoid. We don't have to talk about his entrance here. It's a bit personal, isn't it? <laughs> well, you were talking about self-inserting earlier, so. <laughs> Are you ready to get back into the shit, gentlemen? I'm a little bit nervous now. The shit about ship? Yeah, sure am. Probing and entering. and. So, yes, we did not expect to be recording this episode now, but as John is out from COVID, it's lucky this even got off the ground. Who the fuck gets COVID? So, here we are playing three more episodes of Rain in Blood. As a bonus, I don't know when these are going to be released, but I'll sure as shit try to get them out early. <laughs> Shall we? Yes. Then so begins Rain and Blood, Pray for Dawn, episode four. Content warning. Mothership is a horror game for mature audiences. It contains violence, foul language, some sexual content, and depictions of mental illness, trauma, stress, and panic that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please be advised. Victor Vanderkamp, an infamous blood pirate hunter masquerading as a contact at Mercer Deep Space Logistics, has lured a small security company, Black Swan Security Specialists, to undertake some deranged assassination mission. Mr. Rian Prince, Mr. Gordon Good, and Galen Dynamics Android 201, Raphael, along with his trusty psychological support droid, PSD, awoke aboard the CTS Merciful Dawn within a hidden security pod. They were played a message from Victor, telling them the vessel had been hijacked by Rain's acolytes, better known as New Anglican blood pirates, and that they must kill the vicar captain and bring his head back to the pod. They were given 24 hours for their mission, or else a bomb hidden in the security room will explode, killing everyone on board. The only advantage they had was a powerful security terminal, giving them a list of the options to use against the pirates. 
Accepting their situation, Rian, Gordon and Raphael set out exploring the lower deck of the Merciful Dawn, running into and killing multiple pirate patrols. But not before Gordon took a nasty graze from a shotgun to the chest. With the lower deck now cleared, they cut their way through a high-security Tritanium door, gaining access to a cache of weapons, armour and valuables. Geared up and ready to continue, they activated a number of the security options, turning off the lights, pinging the ship for life signs, and activating the Dawn's androids' security protocols. This backfired, however, when they encountered one of the now hostile androids within the cargo bay. After swiftly deactivating it once more, they travelled through the vents to the upper deck. Exploring the upper decks, they discovered the pirates had been carrying out their organ harvesting upon the passengers of the Dawn. Confronted by the grim scenes and the overwhelming numbers of the pirates, the team decided to wake the crew of the Dawn and enlist their aid in retaking the ship. We return to the crew cryo cabin. Rian, Gordon and Raphael have initiated the awakening procedure of the crew's cryopods. Dazed and disorientated, the crew of the CTS Merciful Dawn awaken. If it would please the table and the listeners. (laughs) If it would please the table and the listeners. In episode 3 we had a cinematic finish where you got to the point... So I'm just like, now that's what I call a cinematic finish. That's what I call a cinematic finish. It was, it was. So we went for the cliffhanger and got to this point where we didn't have enough time to obviously play out the entirety of the adventure. But since you just woke the crew, armed them up, and then you went to storm the bridge. This, with your overwhelming number of people, we hand-waved it. You caused enough of a disturbance for the vicar captain to announce he's boarding the vessel and will begin the hunt for the player characters and their trouble-causing ways. However, now that we have Doug here, and of course Gordon, John not being here, let's pull back from that and return to the moment you've awoken the crew because one of the crew is being played by Mr. Doug and that crew member is... Hello, my name is Captain Miles Crown. Captain Miles, you awake from cryosleep to see the face of Gordon, Rian, and Raphael. An old teamster, a marine... In mechanical armour. In advanced battle dress. And then over in the corner is Raphael, a medical android with greyish skin, blue eyes, and a blood-stained grey jumpsuit. And floating around is a little silver ball with a little emoticon on the top. And the rest of the crew begin to awaken. What's going on? A large, huge man, simple man in the corner says when he wakes up. And another engineer-looking man called Rodney comes to comfort the large man called Nolt. What's going on? What's happened? That is a good question. The vessel has been taken over by blood pirates. I know this is a lot to deal with at the moment, but we need everybody to band together and work with us to overcome this threat. We've got some bad news. The ship's been overtaken by some kind of organ-harvesting blood pirates. They, uh, they boarded the ship. They've been 
cutting the passengers up or some shit. It's pretty horrible. What do you mean the What do you mean organ they're... harvesting? Well, they're blood pirates. We're not getting through to you. Well, I've haven't really tangled much. You fly around this way all the time. You never heard of them. You haven't got safeguard. Oh, I just remembered. This sack of shit is the security team. You're looking at him. We're supposed to save you or something. Very good. Yes, we were hired by Victor Bandercamp, and we were um, walking downstairs, found the threat was aboard, and realized that, in fact, we weren't just testing systems, but we were here to defend against pirates and potentially take out their leader. Yes, it was meant to be some kind of drill, but we awoke to find that it was real. The ship had been hijacked by blood pirates. We have disposed of many of them down in the lower deck in engineering. Was Miles told about these guys coming aboard the ship? Yes, you and you alone were giving a secret dossier saying that this security system was being installed in the ship, but you had no idea that it was being used this trip, but it got turned on, obviously, in this moment, and he has no idea that you were going to be here. But the rest of your crew is now awaking, awakening. Right. Over in the corner, your navigator, Madeline Yang, a young, confident-looking woman who isn't very confident at the moment as she holds her head and goes, Oh, what's going on here? Intruders. Intruders. What are we going to do? Well, I suggest we take back the bridge. We have some weapons. I have uh, two of these boarding axes. And we yeah, have we got some combat knives. I've got a uh, four revolvers we picked up from the security. Yeah, a few revolvers. That's great. No shotguns. Uh, yeah. I think was... I took like two shotguns. <laughs> yeah, I think I took one. But uh, you know, speaking of shotguns, I don't want to be the one to tap out or anything. But I took a bad hit to the chest just before, and I'm not feeling too good. Raphael goes up to Gordon. I will do a scan. Let me check. Hmm. It appears you are bleeding through the bandages. Well, I will just only slow you down. I don't know if I can storm the bridge. What do you think you're doing? He turns around and just... Brass? See to this man. Hmm, yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm, it's the amnesia of the, the cryopods. Medtech Jeffrey Brass, who's the chief medical officer, walks up to Gordon... How about a second opinion? <laughs> that would be advisable. And Jeffrey looks over Gordon. Mm, yes, yes. Mm, no good. You've got multiple internal bleeding. Or multiple... What was that? I put you Fuck on say. fucking do no. not disturb. Go away. We haven't had that rumble in oh, many weeks now. <laughs> I put it on do That's not disturb. That's a noise I haven't heard in a long time. So Jeffrey Brass looks over Gordon. Mm, yes, this man is not fit for combat. He must not exert himself too much or he will risk opening up whatever bandaging you have done. It's good work, Raphael, but it is not enough. Thank you, MedTech, Jeffrey Brass. Well, I don't know about you, but I still want to be useful. I don't want to just sit around while you guys storm the... You know, we could get killed out there. I would never want to live with myself. If we can take the bridge, you can assist the crew in defending it. I mean, I could stay back and we we got to set up some points of safety, right? Gordon, I have an idea. 
those of the crew that are not capable of fighting well, perhaps you should all go down to the engineering deck and secure the high security room. If that was overtaken by the pirates, we would find ourselves in a very disadvantageous position. We need to keep that secure away from pirate hands. That's what I was thinking. Zarevich, you're taking point on that. Uh, Executive Officer Ladmila Zarevich. Yes, I will do that, of course, Captain Miles. Take Yang and Hammerston. Yes, of course, they are not very good at combat. They will be no use. Rodney Hammerstein, who's over accompanying Nolt, kicks up. Yes, you will need my help in engineering downstairs. I like to see what they've done with my ship. Why are the lights off? What's going on? Are they jamming us somehow? No, that was our decision to keep uh, battle advantage. We have thermal goggles. Also, we found some sort of some sort of hyperspace jump jammer device. We picked a spare one off one of the one of the pirates. Maybe you could take a look at it. And he hands over that tick device with the cables on it that you think disables the jump drives. And Rodney says, mm, "Yes, nasty." Th- yeah, you're right. Yeah. Josh just dropped the pencil. Mm, yes, nasty things. These are downstairs. Yeah, there's probably one in engineering, but we couldn't find it. We didn't have a chance to look. But uh, speak no more about it. I will go down to engineering deck and see what they've done with my engine. My perfect engine. Note. Uh, yeah, what? I want to stay with you. No, Note. You are, you are big and strong. You follow Rian here and look after him. You hear me? Uh, all right. This big man, you hand... What, what weapons do you give him? <laughs> Fucking um, a body Both boarding axes. Like no. this, <laughs> this guy's, this guy's sh- huge. He's about six foot eight. He's like towering over yeah, everyone. Yeah, as I was like, you could just hold both at the same time and like kind of clap them together over someone's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking brutal. So let's uh, give him a good old boarding axe and I'll give him a shotgun as well because yeah. that's close, nice close quarters. What's shotgun? How much damage is that? One wound. Oh, okay. Yeah. And for armors, how much spare armors did you drag up? Uh, One? So I'm wearing the advanced battle dress before I was wearing a standard one and I took that off so to give one. to someone. Oh, yes. So you've got one and you're giving that to the captain, I do believe. Oh, shit. Yes. So, Mr. Miles, you now have standard battle dress, yep. which is AP7. Okay. So you write that down on your sheet. Raphael took one as well, so mm. he's got one. Gordon is wearing one as well. You know what? If you take this one, we can go get another one downstairs and then we can gear up the rest of the crew so maybe I'll give this to note I'm sort of you know I'm not as tall as you but I'm certainly as heavy (laughs) (laughs) and he takes off his and you just see blood all around his bandaging around his chest oh god ah god don't you should take it easy yeah I don't like to tap out but uh you go give him hell eh oh I will see the the gun start to spin up (laughs) casually Gordon holds his vibe shetty. You know, I might hang on to this. It might come in useful if it's I have to make... served you well, yeah. served me well so far. Brass, take care of that man. Yes. Jeffrey, if you were to take care of Gordon for me, I will be able to assist Rian. And PSD will come as well, because Rian may be quite stressed soon. And I will need to look after him. Beep, bloop, bloop, bloop. And PSD floats over to you, Rian, and just hovers around your head. With a smiley face. So, Mr. Jeffrey Brass, 
Gordon, Madeline Yang, Navigation Officer, Ludmila Zarevich, and Rodney are going down? Uh, yes. Or do you want to keep more with you? Because you've only got four now. It's all right. Four. The less people, the better. We can move quicker and quieter. Is Ludmilla not a combat kind of person? She's my XO. I want her in charge I'm, downstairs. I, of course, I am. I am. Uh, I've trained for firing weapons, of course. But uh, if they need a leader, well, if it's all the same to you, I can pretty much take care of it downstairs. If you want to take this lady with you, you need all the help you can get combat-wise. And if uh, you know. The pirates have got some kind of jamming signal going off around the ship. We, we can't have comms anyway. That's why I want her down there. Speak up. Why? So that's why I want her down there. Why? I want, Tell us why. She needs someone in charge of the crew. Plus, if Miles goes down, then Ludmilla has the ship. That's why you don't... Well, Miles goes down. If, if the captain goes down... Yeah, but if, both, Miller you, becomes if the both of you are killed... Exactly. Then you lose your whole command structure. That's why I want oh, to that's split why the command structure yeah. up. Okay. <laughs> Madeline. Madeline steps up. I will do it. I will do it. Give me, give me a weapon. I can do it. Uh, Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Yang, I've, can you fight? I'm, I can hold a weapon. I've been trained, of course. Not heavy weapons, but I'm I'm okay. Right. Well, I can do it. I can do it. Trust me. Stand by the button, Ryan, and be careful. Yeah, perhaps you should come downstairs with us anyway. We got to get one of those extra battle suits. It'll take around fifteen minutes, but I can. We can probably drag it back up here. Yes, I would like to be armored at least. Shall you do that? Do you yeah, want to actually like a- take a trip downstairs to get re-equipped? I mean, I'll have to stay up here because I don't fit in the uh, air vents yeah, like definitely. this, but um, whatever we do, we have to be quick. Yeah, let's say Gordon goes back down the vent with Jeffrey, Rodney, and Ludmilla, and Madeline, and then after about 15 minutes go by, you're about at 19 hours so far, so now we're down to 18 hours and 45 minutes before the bomb explodes. So 15 minutes later, Ludmilla comes back with Madeline, and dragging behind them, they have one of the standard battle dresses and an SMG, an extra SMG. So I'm giving Madeline an SMG and a combat knife, if that would suit you. Fucking works for me. <laughs> and I'm giving her... What do you have, Captain? Uh, I have my... I have a revolver and a shotgun. All right, uh, take this axe. You just got a standard revolver at the moment. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming Nolt can only use one axe, so here is the other. Yeah, that'd be some video game shit if you just walked out and sort of take my thunder. <laughs> I'm the guy with the vibe shetty. Well, I mean, I have one now, eh? And I wink. It'd be like <laughs> one of those kind of barbarians you play in one of those old computer games. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Uh, I think so. I, I don't play video games, you know? Yeah, you've never been that type of guy. Yeah, not really. <laughs> oh, well, good luck. Raphael, you take care of him. I will, of course, do that. Gordon, please be safe. All right. If you need me, come and get me. I'll. If you need, if you need any of those uh, options, perhaps just send PSD down and with the instructions and just like you know, I can't talk to the little guy, but just you know, <laughs> just put a post-it note or something with the instructions I can understand. Or maybe you can just show one of the numbers. Uh, maybe we can uh, draw a word in blood. Yeah, that's it. That works. Yeah, that'll work. 
<laughs> just fucking stress a little morbid, but um, you know. Oh, I've seen some. I've I don't keep a shit. pen and paper on me all yeah. the time, so. Fair <laughs> so Jeffrey, Gordon, Rodney, Ludmilla, and that's it. They all go down the vents once more, and you, Raphael, Miles, Crown, Rian, Prince, Nolt, Marcus, ship's laborer, and navigator Madeline Yang, are ready. What do you do? Well, we have to uh, go out and take down some pirates. Do we know whereabouts they are located? There may be some in the room just out here. Uh, otherwise, we know that they're spread out throughout the ship. Miles, you have one of the yellow captain's key cards. And in front of you is the tritanium door with one of the... Yeah, it's openable with your key card. Do you know if there's more than one yellow key card? I have one. Zarevich has one. Zarevich has one. And you would know, yeah, Madeline would know as well, that you can produce extra ones down in the AI core in engineering. If we get to AI, I can make more, but does Yang have one? No. Okay. Only the executive officer and the captain would have a yellow. Normally, normally your navigator becomes your, your third pick. So the XO, go, if the captain goes down, navigator goes up as XO. Okay. Uh, she would have one already? That's what I'm asking. Like, it makes sense. Normally, they're part of the big three because your navigator normally Yeah, that knows. makes sense. Yeah. So Madeline also has a yellow. Yep. Well, uh, what I'm thinking is later we might send a message to send someone to the railgun. It needed a yellow key card to get to the maintenance bay. Very well. Uh... Shit. But uh, <laughs> not just yet, it's fine. The railgun's broken? Well, uh, it wasn't working when we tried it. So I'm assuming it must be repaired. And the engineer's down there, so that's good. Yes, that'll be... R oh, sorry, who am I talking? <laughs> yes, that'll be Rodney's job. This is Madeline talking. I'm sure he'll sort it out once he gets down there. He, he's, he always hates when his ship falls apart. When, you know, sorry, Miles, your ship falls apart. <laughs> the company ship Mercer of course praise Mercer <laughs> okay it's, uh, it's a bit much but uh, should we get going uh, wh how are you guys with combat years and years of experience and he pounds on his chest and you see a little medal of honor yeah he looks like a military he looks like a strong guy right what about you not uh, I can fight He's been in a few bar brawls I've had to pull him out of the brig a few times for fighting uh, no it's got a shaved head on the side, it keeps it pretty short, and along the side of it, you see a huge scar. And Madeline goes over to Urian and says, "He's got a bit of brain damage. The last combat sortie, and he's he's gone a bit, you know. He, he's he's very capable. He's very strong, and okay. he can fight. I'm sure he can. Sure, let, let's let's do it. He's, then he's quite gentle most of the time, but I've seen him sometimes get a flash of the anger." And it could help us. Ah, uh, sure. Everybody's stuck up on this door. All right. I'll open it up. Miles walks forward to the tritanium door. I wait for everyone to position themselves and stack up and... Yeah. Madeline's going to stay at the back with Raphael, because Raphael is not much of a fighter. PSD will stay by them as well. Rian, Nold, and Miles crowd around the door and... I'll put the keycard in and then duck around the corner and... Ready my shotgun. The door opens. And just a few meters in front of the door, you see into cryo cabin B, which is the VIP cryo. And much like before, 
when you looked through the vents, Rian, you see the following. Just at the base of the floor, and even now curling in to the crew cabin, is the red mist that was talked about last time. It's up to about your ankle height, Rian, and it is just thick and covering the floor. What in the damn hell is this? Yes, it's some kind of vapour or gas. Yeah, it uh, comes out of their breather suits, so uh, I'm not sure if it's toxic or just for their survival or something. Yes, I haven't had a chance to analyse its composition. I would recommend not breathing it in, if possible. Right, well, let's move to the bridge as fast as we can. And as you see around, these cryopods, the VIPs that you're sworn to transport that pay a lot of money for this trip, on top of their cryopods are like spray paints of numbers and sacrament, like religious iconography. And you see things like blood type and maybe age, things like that. It looks like these are being reserved. Okay, um, let's move. We need to keep going. Should we go through the next door? Uh, it's just more cryopods up ahead. If we go up, it'll get us to the main hallway. Yeah, up main hallway. And then north. Off. And then to the west is the bridge. Are you going straight to the front bridge doors or are you going to try the vents? What do you want to do? We're at the point where we still haven't been... Oh. So, as I mentioned before last episode, Rian... There was one of the android that's on the floor destroyed and also a dead pirate. And remember, Gordon saw one of the pirate's shipmates says something like a prayer and then walks off to the north. But that could be just because the android's been activated and they didn't find it before. So you haven't heard any signs of alarm, but you know there are more pirates off to the north if you were to go up there, at least in full force. Would you like me to send PSD for a quick look? I mean, uh, we know they're up there somewhere. It's either whether we go the short way or the long way. I suggest the path of least resistance would be straight ahead, but All right. send in your scout, I guess. What do you think, Rian? Hmm. I think going to the cryo cabin is not a bad idea if it means we can do a sweep of the ship before we get to the bridge. Last thing we want is to be cornered. Last time we did a sweep, there were three pirate signatures within the bridge. There were one in the crew quarters. I have a photographic memory. Yeah, so um, I think if we take down the lesser threat, they won't become a problem later. There were two in the med lab. Yeah, and the med lab might be uh, useful as well. The med lab is directly to the north. Okay. All right. Robot uh, knows my ship. Are we going to sweep or just go straight for the bridge? What is your thinking, Captain? Well, your droid said this mist is detrimental to our health, so I'm assuming we're on a bit of a tighter schedule than what these pirates suggest. We're on a tight schedule regardless, but... um, I suggest we... So yeah, you know if you have to crawl through the vents again, Rian, you would have to take off your armor? Yeah, I'm not going through the vents, yeah, that's sure. for sure. I, I suggest we take the north route, and then from there we can clear out the crew and the med center or we can just take the bridge and hold it. Perhaps if we draw attention out of the med bay, we won't alert the attention of the bridge until we have to. We don't want to find ourselves surrounded. Yeah, that's why I was thinking the long way might mean we can take out any stragglers before we get there. 
That's assuming they're still in the med center. If we were to engage assailants to the north, we still have the escape route through the tritanium door. They will not be able to follow us for some time, and we can escape through the vent. So that would be like a escape plan. The only yeah. other exit to this VIP cryo cabin is you would know the outer catwalk for the airlock. Mm-hmm. So in the east part of this room, this large cryo chamber, is an airlock which goes to a walkway. It'll be a spacewalk to the next cryo cabin. Are there vac suits in the locker room? There are vac suits, but they are stored in the lockers which are to the north east. Yeah. So if that's a spacewalk, it, um, we can't go that way then. We have to go north. Okay. Well, that north simplifies it. Option. It's just where I we go. I didn't realize that was external. That would have made my decision a lot quicker. <laughs> Why is this? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Spacewalk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go up. All right. Rian takes the point. Miles. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll stack behind Rian. Stack behind Rian. Nolt, a few meters behind you. And then following Madeline, Raphael, and PSD. And you creep up the corridor. Just a few meters up through the double doors that separate the cryo sections of the ship to the east next to you is the entrance to the bathroom and showers I'll uh, put my ear up to it and have a little listen so you would know this captain mm-hmm. the doors to the vessel are hermetically sealed no. and basically that's why you've been able to Mr. Rian and Gordon and Raphael that's why a good reason you've been able to kill things in one room and not have the noise of gunshots just spread out throughout the ship it's having those doors closed is a good thing. So, yeah, you can't hear through it. Oh, well, I'll inform everyone of that. And if that's the case, we can move a little less stealthily. And because it's bathroom and showers, probably doesn't have a window in the door mm. as they're like going in straight away. So I'll just pop my head in. If there's someone, I'll shoot straight away. Alrighty. No hesitation. You're opening the door. Ah. Well, maybe I'll vibe shetty them. I don't know. Because of the lockdown procedure, the doors don't all open automatically with a button. Mm-hmm. You have to just pull the manual release, which is just on the side. Okay. And you do so. Let's do it. You open the door to quite a sight. Jesus fucking... And I will let you one know. Of those things. Yes, you've seen these before. Then we close the door. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, you're encountered with damp air, as you can hear water running as well. It's just having a shower. You see... Almost. You see, like, tiled walls and floor, and the lights are flickering on and off. Somewhere in the ceiling above, a pipe has burst, and it's creating a deluge of water that's just running down the length of the room and overflowing through the showers and onto the main floor. And towards the rear of the room, Rian, you see one of these hound-like creatures with human hands and feet, and this weird... Let's see what it looks like. As I roll a little dice. This thing looks like... <clears throat> yeah. Another beast with a thousand eyes. Just embedded in this weird, elongated skull. Doug's squeamish. And... Oh, I'm just weirded out. What the fuck is it? Yeah, Miles, you haven't seen one of these before. Please roll a sanity save. For your first roll of the game. Can I? It's a bit of a stretch, as well. Let's hear it. Being that I'm in command all the time. Yes. And it doesn't show to look terrified in front of your men. And I've been around the block a few times, as yeah. it were. Could I use my command to help? 
I'll tell you what. Stop rolling. Stop flicking your dice in your hand. Before you roll, I will allow you... You're going to take this roll. Mm-hmm. However, your companions, your two crewmates, will get it at advantage if they were to see it. Okay. Because Nolt is hanging back. He hasn't seen it yet. And neither is Madeline. So if you kill it and shut the door before they see it, they will get their chance of advantage if they happen to see it. But you may roll now with normal. Damn it. <laughs> uh, no. What'd you get? 58. 58? On 17. <laughs> so you take a stress yep. and you... So it wouldn't have helped anyway. Wouldn't have helped no. anyway. It would have bumped, yeah, it wouldn't have helped, but it would have bumped me up. Reen, you've seen one of these things before. It looks... It, it doesn't immediately re- attack you. In fact, it's staring at the water in fear and it's just shuffling back to the wall. Looks like it's scared of water, this water. Mm. It mm. hasn't even paid attention to you. It's just looking at the water and backing into the room. I close the door because I'm happy with what I've seen. Sure. Well, that problem will solve itself. Yeah. Madeline walks up. What's in there? What did you see? Nothing. Don't worry about it. It's like a big fly dog. It's okay. Horrifying. what? It's like a dog with lots of eyes, but it's... Oh, that's uh, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross, but we don't need to worry about it. it. Can I see it? It's pretty horrible, no. I like dogs. You don't like this dog. It doesn't look exactly like a dog. I just mean it's on, on its legs. Okay. All right. I'll see the doggy next time. Yeah, we'll see it next time. It's okay not. You do not want to encounter one of those things. We have fought one before. Yes, it does not look rather friendly. Right, shall we move on? Yeah. You go north. So you find yourself in the main thoroughfare of the Merciful Dawn. It is a long corridor. It's about 60 metres long. And directly ahead of you to the north is the med lab. Just down to the east, the first room... On your left is the lockers. Then you've got far in the east of the corridor is the main airlock and storage where the vac suits and main airlock is. You see the door open. However, out of the doorway is that gas cascading out of the main airlock. It's just rolling down the corridors. Looks like it's where the source of where it's coming from. Mm. What do I know that's in the lockers? It's not lockers, it's the airlock. So it's where their ship would be docked. He mean, no, the, yeah. the actual locker locker. The actual lockers that are before that. What do I know? Oh, yeah, this good. is what you know. Let me go to room three on the map. So these are the passenger storage lockers. They're basically how passengers can store easily accessible carry-on items like purses, handheld gaming devices, like Nintendo 60,004, uh, a change of casual clothes... And, yeah, you would find clothes in there if you need to wear clothes. I mean, Miles and Nolt and Madeline are just wearing their cryo suit pajamas and with the, obviously, the armor over the top, but, yeah. Right. Maybe some salvageable knickknacks, but not much. I think we should take care of the mist. Do you believe that's wise? That is the main airlock. That would be where the pirate vessel is docked. Possibly being guarded. Possibly heavily guarded. Can I manually unlock a spaceship? Pardon? Can we manually unlock a spaceship? What do you mean? Like, if I just walked in there and, like, pulled a lever, would it just fucking unlock? No. You would need bridge control to activate the airlock uh, and actually So we go into the med lab, I'm assuming, right? 
Whatever we do, we must be quick. That door just opened. No, this hallway door is... The hallway door to the west is already open. No, the airlock door. No, it didn't just open. It, no, it, it was open. Is open. And yeah. that's where the gas is coming from. And the people. Well, and the people. So, yeah, you're not sure if there's people in there, and maybe you don't want to find out. Yeah, I don't want to find out. I mean, we could steal their shit back. Counterboard. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at Josh. Doug, Doug doesn't really understand this game yet, does he? Yeah, success is not optional. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. You can die... Because it's not an option. <laughs> you can die from one... Attack. Attack. I mean, we might consider uh, setting up some explosives. Yeah, you've got explosive charges. Yeah. You've got one frag grenade left. Two. Two? Because we used two yes. out of four. Oh, good. Excellent. And you've got them both? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alrighty. So you are still all geared up. Wait, did John's... He had stun grenades. Good start with grenades, normal grenades. He started with a stun grenade, and you think you found one more on one of the pirates. Okay. He would have given one to Raphael. Okay. So, Raphael, I'll give one stun grenade. Hey, Robo Bones, you can take this. I've already got one, and I know how you like to stun things. All right, I think if we clear the bridge and then set up some explosives around the uh, entrance to the lock, Uh, protect ourselves. How about... Do you know how to jury-rig explosives? Mm, I know how to make simple things, but... Um, the explosive charge have a remote detonator, but because communications are being jammed, it only works in line of sight. How sturdy is my ship? Your ship can take... A couple of frag grenades in the hallway? A couple of frag grenades in the hallway. They were used... Yeah, we blew up the elevator before, sorry. <laughs> they blew up your el- main elevator? He's like processing that for a minute and just goes... And okay. you, you would know, Rian, explosive charges aren't huge explosions. They're meant to, like, blow doors mm. without causing collateral damage. It's a small localized explosion. It actually... Oh, it's breach charge. It's a breach it? charge. Okay. Like, it's only doing one wound yeah. for an explosion if you fail. I'm thinking if we set up, like, a, a tripwire sort of trap just to the right of where we are now... So before the lockers in that little hallway, yeah, we just set up a, a trip wire trap with explosives. The for explosive charge, it's only like a radio signal to detonate. It's electronic detonation. Well, we got frag grenades. You've got two frag grenades left. Yes, yeah, you can make a trip wire trap out of a frags quite mm. easily. You just need a little bit of wire and something to anchor it. I do not think that is wise. I we do not know if this gas is flammable or not. I do not know the reaction of a frag grenade or explosive charge. That may be something to consider. We have to take back the bridge anyway. Let's do well, the med bay and then... What I'm, what I'm thinking is if we trip out this hallway and then maneuver onto the bridge, if for whatever reason they call for backup and people come from oh, the airlock... They have uh, jammed communications, just, so they cannot use comms. I wouldn't jam communications if I couldn't communicate with my own men regardless. The communications are nonetheless jammed across the whole ship. For us. For pirates and us. Well, it is something we have looked into. They are doing it to prevent outside interference and distress calls being made. No. Let's go take this fucking bridge. Rian, you've got, you've got a say in this. I mean, I want to take the bridge as well. Yes. I also want to make sure that my uh, grenades are on hand in case I need them. So Yes. We'll just go take the bridge. I feel like if we try to take their ship... 
uh, and rig up an explosive, they might be on alert. So I don't want to take that chance. This way, I think we take the bridge first. Yeah, yeah. Med Bay bridge and back because Med Bay might have useful equipment. All right. I have a bio scanner. If I could have that through my HUD. Sure. Let's bring up the bio scanner. Does that go through doors? Let's do a little check. Have you got it on yours, Mr. Josh? I don't have the description. I'll bring it up right now. Okay, general equipment bioscanner. Allows the user to scan the immediate area for signs of life. Generally can scan for 100 metres in all directions without being blocked by most known metals. Excellent work, Mr. Rian. So you turn on this bioscanner and just to the north of you, about five or six metres into the med lab, two signatures. Just to the east of you, back in the bathroom and showers, one signature. To the northwest of you, one signature. And then a bit further on, you're thinking towards a bridge, three signatures. And towards the airlock? No signatures. Well, we could double back and set up some rigs. Mm. Yeah, okay. We'll keep going until we find a signature and rig up the doors to their ship. Mm -hmm. Just the one. So you're going to the east, to the main airlock? Yeah. All right. Until we see on the scanner some sort of disturbance. I'll tell the crew to hang tight in the hallway. So who's going up the hallway? Me and Rian. Let them uh, come up here in case we need backup. So they will be just at the junction you're leaving from? Yeah. And is Nolt going with you? Uh, Nolt's going to pretty much stand in front of everyone as a big old fucking meat shield. Okay, I'll put him in front of Madeline and Raphael. Mm-hmm. And Rian and Miles, you keep moving. Within a few metres of stepping, far off in the distance, about 30, 40 metres away, you see a lot of signatures. In the kitchen? This would be in the cryo cabin C, perhaps, to the north. And in the recreational area, maybe the mess hall to the east. How many is a lot? Like they're harvesting the dudes like in the Like 30 to 40. Mm, okay. They're yeah. Hot. And you can't, it can't distinguish colonist from pirate. That would be the passengers, I think. Yes. But you have no idea how many pirates would be around this whole area. We need to clear this ship so I can stop them from harvesting my... All right. Let's get these, uh, this trap going. So you're putting an explosive charge on the airlock? Um, if that's where more people will come from? Where the gas is coming from. I'm going to... I was just going to say, if more people come off the ship, I just want to uh, rig it so that they can't come in, uh, to the rescue. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stack up on that door to the east and sort of watch in case anyone comes through. This is the door to the mess hall? Yeah. Shotgun ready. So you walk... And the door to the airlock and storage room is open as red gas is cascading down. And I don't get any signatures? Oh, yeah, there's signatures everywhere. No, in, in the, the airlock. immediate room in the airlock where the two tokens are. Well, it's just <laughs> pinging that there's signatures close by. It can't pinpoint their exact location. So they could be above you, below you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, well, if there's... He only went because there was no pinging in this general direction. But I said, as soon as you moved a couple of meters, mm. you found 30 pings just everywhere. Yeah, but you were saying that they were about 30, 40 meters away. Yeah. Yeah. But so not these pings here. But not these two tokens that I see on the map <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> so he's, he's trying to sneak combat in. No, no, no. I, I just forgot to hide the tokens. <laughs> so they wouldn't show up? They show up, but being a few meter, more meters away, like maybe 10 to 20 meters away. I'll describe the room first. Okay. And you can make a decision. To, it, you, it'll make you understand why you're getting signals but can't see anyone just yet. So airlock and storage is 14. Main airlock and vac suit storage. This is a commercial grade airlock. There are rows of vac suit lockers sit silent and unused. You look in the top of the airlock, just into the room, is a vertical and there's a lift-like situation. Like you go in and you go up in a lift. It's an umbilical type docking. Gas is like coming down through the top of the elevator. God, what's the odds? This gas is fucking explosive. Mm. But it seems to be... There's no pirates in the room. So you, you expect if you're getting signals, it's up the umbilical. But this doorway that leads out, I can trip... I can sure. rig that up. Sure. It's titanium door. But it's just opened to let gas through the ship. Okay. It is key carded and titanium. Captain, would you be able to close this door while I rig up the wire? Very well. No. Yeah, you use your key card and it locks. And shuts. Well, that's one problem solved for now. Okay, and I put the chip wire across the doorway in case sure. more people come. All right, so you're putting another frag grenade across the doorway. Yeah. Done. Then hopefully the gas will dissipate and be cycled through the air ducts. Yeah. Once the so ship now gets you've off. shut off the source. The source for now, yes. Okay, um, let's go to the bridge. Towards the bridge. Weren't you doing med lab first, Mr. Rian? Oh, towards the med lab then. Yeah, well, it's the like, same direction. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, you're not walking straight past it, are you? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll okay, uh, there, there are two signals coming from the med lab. Oh, yeah. And um, we'll have to act quick to take them out. Okay. Very um, be very careful. Stack up on the door and I'll open her up. So, Rian, Miles, and Nolt, go to the door. Who is opening the door? I start winding up. you got one of up. those flashbangs? Stun grenades. That one? Mm, only There's Raphael only does. a couple people coming from this direction. There is more in the bridge. We might need it later. How many stun grenades do you have? One. One. Oh, well, we'll save it for the bridge then. All right. Who's opening? Me. And my gun is winding up. All righty. Here we go. Once everyone's ready, I'll give a countdown. Three. The door is opened. One. And inside, you see one of those ascendants you saw before that were in holding the shotgun. This one is holding a scalpel, and it's got some sort of tranquilizer pistol on its side, and it is in the process of harvesting a colonist and pulling out organs. I just blast that motherfucker with a shotgun. And just in the room assisting this gruesome surgery is one of the serfs, one of the other pirates wearing the reddish vac suits. And they turn and they see the door open. Bang. And you have surprised them. So Mr. Miles, Mr. Ryan and Mr. Nolt, you may all go first as we start combat. So is it melee then close combat firearms like a shotgun and then long range firearms? You, because you've surprised them. Oh, you can just go if you like. Well, I'm going to blast the motherfucker. Well, who's going to go first, Rian or Miles? Uh, I was winding up to go. All right, Rian, you go first. 
I got a critical hit. <laughs> oh, no, awesome. Let's do, let's resolve Rian's first. Yep. Uh, 37. 37 is a hit. Who are you hitting? The Ascendant or the Surf? Well, I don't know who you're aiming for, but I guess uh, it's the other one. <laughs> I'm aiming for the guy with the scalpel and the trank. I guess I will go for the Surf then. The Surf. All right. Let's do it. Roll that damage. This is the fun part. You haven't seen this yet, but I get to roll with advantage by rolling six th- and <laughs> six counting dice. the top ones. <laughs> and taking the best. <laughs> so I have a four, two, and... You made him choke, Rian. Dope. He's doing math. He's doing tense math. Is it plus wounds? No. Is it just... Really not, for, not for ranged weapons. Okay, so 17. 17 points of damage. Yeah. You Jeez. blow this guy to smithereens, and I don't need to roll on the wound table, because he is dead. Fucking dead. Well, no, there is a final wound table, so let's go on that, because you might just put him in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. Ah. So I will roll on the final wound table for this poor surf, and this is for gunshot. Here we go. Shoot him in the head. Here we go. Fucking drop. Here we go. Here we go. Two. He is comatose and laying on the floor. Pretty much with all intents and purposes, he goes down. Okay. And he's dead, more or less. Motherfucker's bleeding out. Yeah, he's pretty much out of the equation for now. And Rian, would you like to move? Are you staying there? I will get out of the way because I do not want to get shot cool. in the you back. You move nearby outside the room. Miles, you go up and you do... I did 22 on 43, so whatever a crit is for a shotgun. So you do... Oh my god. So you do an extra wound, and you do a wound. So that's two wounds. So you also... Just blow this fucker Blow this off. fucker off to smithereens. And just he dies. Just has stomach. I like to... He just, he's, got, he's holding the scalpel, and you just blow his head off. I like to think it's like not just the head. Like I just point bang, blam, and it's just his entire top half is oh. just gone. Unless he's got valuable armor, in which case he actually just blows the head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so because... Shotguns skip armor and go straight to wounds. You basically shred him. You just go to his head, which is exposed, but he's got these gray skin, vampire like ears, and this weird mouth situation. <laughs> and you just blow that off the body and it slumps to the floor. <laughs> and it just. And with that, combat is finished. Roll a fear save. Both of you. What? Oh, okay. Because of this gruesome sight, you see just a colonist laying on this slab with its chest open and just organs everywhere. It's awful. Nolt says, what's going on? Lots of giblets, Nolt. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I got the seven. You pass, no stress, and Mr. Uh, 32 on 35, I pass. Wow, just snaked by. Yeah. And this is what you see in the room. All right. So it is a gruesome scene, but I will describe it. Oh, uh, where's Raphael? He's with uh, Yang. He's around the corner, no, right? Yeah. He can okay, come good. Back. No disadvantage. Mm. Uh, no, he's nearby. He's not far away. He's nearby. Yeah, but we don't see him. Oh. No, he's, he's out of line of sight. It's nearby. But he's out of line of sight. Why would he impose disadvantage if we don't even... We're not really thinking... But that means oh, you Andrew. can close your eyes and take the save. Well, no, because he's not consciously... He's nearby. You know he's nearby. Only far away makes it you don't have to take the save. Oh, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why? Everyone nearby must make a fear save. Yeah. You're within 10 meters. Therefore, you have to still make the save. 
Otherwise, you could say, I close my eyes. I'm not looking at the android. Well, no, it's not that. He's behind it's me. I can't see him. It's not that I'm not looking at him. It's that he's not there. So 50 over 43. He might 43. be around the corner, but he's... he's Moving on to Josh, what did you get? 50 over 43. So you take a stress and miss the miles. I don't get why I'm doing this again. Because it's fun, Doug. it's with advantage, Doug. Remember, you need stress to level up. Uh, No. 39 on 35. All right, take a stress. Because it's fun, Doug. It's fun, Doug. We're having fun. Raphael <laughs> enters the room and he will make a fear save. Stop fucking getting people to walk into the room. I'm blocking the goddamn he's door. Got, he's got 75. He's fine. Let's see what he gets. 33, critical success. He loses a stress and he is now on four stress. It's just best to, to like lean into it. I, I know, but sometimes it's I just a see. little bit silly. <laughs> Him being around a corner and being considered nearby yeah. feels Wait, silly, don't move me out of the fucking doorway. I told okay. you I was in the doorway blocking it's it. It's conceptual. To stop people from walking in and seeing this shit. Raphael, you told him to come in. No, no, Ryan, Rian told him to come in. All right, so he pushes past you. He's got incredible strength, <laughs> like as for an android. Actually, no, he hasn't. He sucks. He's like, his servo motors go... <laughs> as you try to let him in, and he goes in. And this is what you see in the med lab. There's an eerie dim glow of red and it smells of old stale blood and biochemicals from smashed medical bottles. It looks like people died in horrible suffering here. They didn't care about anesthesia. They didn't care about proper uh, medical practices Mm. that Raphael was looking at. And it looks like the medical equipment has been repurposed to actually just remove organs and keep them sealed and Raphael says if this wasn't such a state I could have healed Gordon here but we do not have the time for the surgery and unfortunately there is too much contamination yeah I may be able to to clean the area for our medical attention but it will take time perhaps later but uh, I was thinking that tranquilizer gun would be useful for you yes I will take that and Raphael gains a trank gun Perhaps his medical expertise will come in handy in, in this case. All right. He gets a train gun. What weapon did the uh, other one have? So let's roll for some loot. Oh, eh? yeah, loot. Let's roll for some loot. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay, Doug. Everything's <laughs> going to be okay, Doug. <laughs> I'm fucking You're stressed. <laughs> uh, I'm loving it. One of the pirates has a long serrated knife. Makes sense because he's cutting up bodies. And the ascendant has... Scalpel. An image... Of a man mm. with a bearded man with like a twisted face, and you don't know who it is, but it looks like someone venerated enough to carry a portrait of. I will look at the portrait. You look at the portrait, and um, it's just some, some twisted dude. man with a beard. I wonder if this is uh, the vicar or something. The captain. It could be. You were saying something about a prophet. Maybe this is who they follow, as some sort of religious figure. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Anyway, let's keep moving. Let's move out. The Ascendant has a stim pack. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that, that, that was on the fucking download, wasn't it? That's what coming in part of their equipment. The Ascendant also had a scalpel, which yeah. is rubbish. Yeah. And the Surf had a revolver and a boarding axe. So another axe. And another revolver, yeah. And another revolver. I can do it. Bang, bang. What do you want to do? Uh, I should move on to the bridge. I'll wait till everyone leaves the med lab. 
Lock it up and then we'll move on. Raphael comes out and PSD comes out. Beep, bloop, 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 bloop. Yes, that was fucked up. And then I shut the door behind you me. You cannot speak binary? You can speak binary? <laughs> and I, speak, I can speak many a language. So PSD uh, recommends to Raphael that Nolt and Madeline do not go into that room. That's why I shut the door. I recommend crew members do not go in this room. It is not advisable. Yang, make a personal note. Remind me yes. to make sure this lab is clean before we let Brass back in there. Oh, God. We have to clean the whole ship. <laughs> and it looks like she's putting on a brave face, but she's shaking a bit. That's all right. I'm doing good, Navigator. Let's move, Lieutenant. All right, uh, here we go. coming from the room to the north? That is another corridor to the north, and you would know, Miles, that it leads to Cryo Cabin A. Just more cryopods, probably uh, the more other, people. The other room, sorry. To the south? No, the other room to the north. Crew lounge. Crew lounge. A few meters down the west, northwest, crew lounge and service elevator going down. Remember the the service elevator you found in the kitchen downstairs? Yeah. That's probably where it leads. Anything in there? Any pings? No pings. Okay. There's a ping right below you in the crew quarters. Just the one? And there's three pings in the bridge. We'll come back for the crew quarters. Okay. We'll take the bridge for now. Prepare that flashbang of yours and let's do this. All right. Here we go. Everybody stack up. <laughs> <laughs> you open your door with the key card. I'll take the, the flashbang, the stun grenade. Off Rian? Okay. And I'll just fucking, as he's winding uh, up. Grab it. What are you doing? Well, what? We're just going to walk in there and let him shoot us? Fuck him. I'm going to frag him. We're going to do the same thing we did before. I mean, we're going to shoot. You haven't done much military work, have you? I've done a lot of military work, thank you. What's but the uh, first rule on clearing a room? Check your corners. What's No, the, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Flashbangs, my man. Flashbangs. That's uh, not a rule, it's just uh, an opportunity, but um, I'm hoping the opportunity will be handy later. Uh, if there was ever a time to use a flashbang... Anyway, what do okay. you really do? Who's doing it? He's winding up and I'm going to flashbang this fucking room. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Alright, so who opened the door? And then I'll say to him, if we need that, that later... Your man you down- owe me. Your man downstairs has plenty. And I'll... He's got no. He hasn't. <laughs> hasn't he got like a shit ton of them? No, that was that's it. Oh. You're holding it. You're mate. holding the stun grenade. You open the door to the bridge, <laughs> and I right by the, the door, a drag hound looks at you that looks like a flying homunculus, and it screeches <laughs> as you open the door. <laughs> you fucking eye. Everyone, roll for initiative. No, I went next su- week. I'm surprised. The dog's guarding the door. Let's just a cup of fucking flashbang. Roll for initiative next week. We will see you then as we start the assault on the bridge. Don't say those numbers yet. It's a cliffhanger. How'd you feel, Doug, for your first session back? Yeah, it's good. I like the game. Okay, thank you. Bit more energy, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, you're just not happy about that stress, is he, is he Josh? <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> oh, I'm gaining stress in a horrible, blood-soaked game. Oh, no, I gained experience. Oh, no, I gained experience. <laughs> I don't want experience points. What am I going to do with that? Grow? <laughs> Gro- personal growth? He's, he's not even my fucking character. Anyway, you're playing... You wanted to play the captain. I do want to play the captain. Then he's your character. Oh, okay. And appreciate it. Okay. You have been listening... Yeah, dog. 
You have, dog. You have been listening to Nobody Wake the Bugbears playthrough of the Rain in Blood adventure by Eric Alsandor for the Mothership Sci-Fi Horror RPG by Tuesday Night Games. We have been using the first edition work in progress rules, which are available for free from the official Mothership Discord. The music has been provided by our very own John, as well as tracks from Alex Nakarada at Serpent Sound Studios. Other sounds and effects have been taken from freesound.org using the Creative Commons license. We hope you have enjoyed episode four. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe to our socials at NWTB Podcast and at NWT Bugbear for our Twitter. We will see you next time. And I'm out of breath. Peace. Peace. Thank you very much, everyone, for this bonus episode. We are done. We gotta play him for a little while. John. Now that's what I call the definition of a chicken shit limp dick scientist have ever heard one. John, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that that's your warm, warm up sentence. Yeah, it is. Now that's the definition of the limp dick chicken shit scientist have ever heard one. All right. Are you ready? Well, I won't say it yet then. <laughs> I'm recording. You're recording now? Can I, can I say it now? You may commence the banter. Okay. We were just talking about Solid Snake's voice and how it would be great to have a scene of him being like, I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a sneaky snake. I'm a slither in there. I'm a slithery, sneaky snake. And then I was going to mention my favorite conversation in the entire Metal Gear series, which there are probably other ones which are like really good quality as well. But this one, I think, was from Metal Gear 3. And he was talking to one of the other agents from, I think she was a Russian double agent or something like that. And she had instant ramen and sushi. And he was like, he was like, oh, this is so cool. You can, (laughs) this is really useful for survival because you can have the fish without cooking it. (laughs) And he would talk about how like you get instant ramens is like mind blowing and how sushi (laughs) is awesome because you don't even have to cook the fish. And so for survival purposes, this is works great because you don't have to light a fire uh, and you can still get your food in. Like he was like, yeah. It's still eat delicious sushi. Yeah, because he'd never heard of sushi as a, an American soldier in the 1960s to 80s yeah, range. Of course, yeah. yeah, My favorite what one. What is this strange food? My favorite one is is fighting the, um, the old man sniper. You can just fucking not and just go off and do other shit. And <laughs> Oh, he just dies of old age. He just fucking dies. Yeah. He just lays there and dies. Yeah, if you if you just leave the battle, he'll just you come back and he's in his spot that he originally spawns in. Is this an NPC player? No, this no, is the boss. Yeah, a boss. The yeah, a boss is like a really boss. old sniper and his outfit lets him photosynthesize and like that keeps his health up. Yes. And uh he's a pain in the he's ass. He's really good at hiding and you gotta find his lens flash in order to get to him. He was a pain in the ass. But if you Instead, just leave. 
he's so old <laughs> that by the time you come back, he dies of old age. <laughs> He's just pretty cool. And dies. if you try a fight, like it's actually kind of hard because he's really good at hiding and getting yeah, to you. Yeah, he's a hard stuff. fight. He's one of the harder fights yeah. for me, I remember. But, but easy as fucking. What is that? Cheese. Was that four? What I thought it? it was three. Three? Three? But four? Uh, I've never played any of the. Yeah, it's Maybe a really a good one. It's the first time where you could like hunt down like snakes and rats and things like that yeah. for your food. And I never uh, had a equipment. PlayStation, so that's probably it. Uh, or maybe. Xbox. Could be. I think this is the first one that was on both. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just remember him fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> fucking <just> cut. <laughs> I just remember him fucking. fucking. <laughs> Snake, we have to fuck. Oh, man, I can't wait to roll my dice in. Fucking. Fucking. Oh, jeez, Rick. It's just all that's reminded me. <laughs> Leon. You have to fuck my sister, Leon. You have to keep the Redfield bloodline going. I need you to fuck my sister, Leon. Who's Leon? From uh, Resident Evil. Oh, I haven't played that either. Because, uh, as I said, I do not have a PlayStation, or did not. It was a, a, a funny joke about um, one of the characters wants the other main character to fuck his sister. <laughs> hey, man, I like you. How about you come around and fuck my sister? <laughs> Pretty fucking much. Oh, that's Gunner. Sorry, that's Gunnery. Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. But that's pretty much the whole general vibe of it. Yeah. You remember, Josh? I, I what Jacket. I remember uh, from, I'm trying to remember the quote exactly from Full Metal Jacket, where he's like, I'm going to scoop out your eyeball and skull fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I am going to rip off your head and shit down your neck. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> great, great. Uh, Dear Phil Sergeant God, the energy. best part of you whipped down your mother's butt crack and came a stain <laughs> on the carpet. How tall are you? <laughs> I didn't know they stacked shit that high. <laughs> he was in Fallout 2. He was um, Sergeant Dorian, I think he yeah. was, in Fallout 2. And bullshit, I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you suck dicks? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, I do not. <laughs> What's your name? Private Snowball! <laughs> You've been recalled Private Pile. Because you're a pile of shit. <laughs> it's fucking... Everybody tries to. Every single... All right, we're going to play a game. Sergeant tries <laughs> good, to come play that guy, and they, no one can do it. Right. I'm going to jingle jangle for a second. Yep, I heard it. I heard the jingle jangle. Oh, he's opening a beer. He's on the beers. I thought you had time to do this. Get on the beers. Uh, I was having the ginger beer first. Oh. And uh, fuck you, smash that! If I die, I was thinking of saving the beer if I get my second character because he, I rolled a six pack of beer as my item. Oh, nice! And you would have <laughs> that would be your opening sound. Yeah, where are you going to get well, beer aboard this horribly pirate infested vessel? Okay, so it. in my like, I thought about this because I was like, either he's holding just like a a sling of of beer on his side while he's in the in the tube, <laughs> or he's got. A utility belt with just six beers. A, a bandolier? Like a, a bandolier? Like a space duff man. A basically. space duff man. <laughs> I think that's what they call the, the belt around your chest with like the grenades in it. Yeah. 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 That's, I've got that's one awesome. of those belts. Not not the bandolier belt, but a beer belt. A beer belt, yeah. It's like a camo beer belt. I fucking love it. Have you got the hat with the two tubes going into your mouth? Oh, I, I used to. Beer cans <laughs> on the side. I used to. I think uh, I think knows that now. I don't have that anymore. All right, I'll put this all in the outtakes so it doesn't <laughs> fuck up the session. Liquorland, if you're listening, please don't get rid of Tiger Beer. One of your employees Point may like have told me that you were thinking of getting rid of it because it had a grey line through the 
barcode and said, while stocks last on the oh, no. ticket. And that made me really sad. Is this because of in, import issues? I don't know. It might be. What, why? What import issues? I don't know. Like fuel issues? Maybe the. Maybe. Where does it come from? Singapore, but I think they do uh, brew and bottle some here. No, I thought it was like Thailand and Southeast no. Asia. No, Tiger Beer is absolutely Singaporean. Hmm. Hmm. I know it's like the beer of choice when you go over to Thailand. Like yeah. if you read the front of it, it says born in Singapore. There you go. So well, there you go. World acclaimed. It's fucking good shit. Yeah. So Lincoln Land, you'll have to say that you do not have world acclaimed beer. So fuck you. All right. I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> we haven't I'm even ready. started the, the intro yet. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob me, boy. Shut up, Doug. I'm ready. <laughs>